You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And to thank you for tuning in, I have a special offer that I hope some of you can take advantage of. I'm going to get to that at the, at the end of my intro period and right before I play the conversation with today's guest. So stick around to the end of this intro for that information. And I think you're going to want to listen to this information anyway. Today's guest is Michael McCann. I've had him on before. He's a sports legal expert. He is the director of the Sports and Entertainment Law Institute at the University of New Hampshire. He's also a writer for Sportico. That's why I wanted to have him on because he had an article last week for Sportico talking about the legal ramifications for Dan Snyder based on the reporting last week of ESPN and then the Washington Post. ESPN, of course, had the $55 million credit line that Don Van Natta reported. And then the Post talked about Snyder asking for indemnity from other owners, from Goodell. I know Snyder's side denies that. There you go. But the information's out there. And so I wanted to bring McCann on and talk about all of that. And there's so many legal ramifications. Also, how does this impact the sale? That's a big part of this. And I think you'll, you'll probably like his conclusion, but... Stick around for that, and it's a good conversation, and I think there's a lot to cover with all this sale talk as we get further into the process. Where it is right now, hard to know. I think it's closer to the end, certainly than the beginning. Who knows? Anyway, before I get to that conversation, I'm going to go over a couple things that I think you need to know as far as the sale goes. Now, again, I keep telling you to be careful with what you're, how you're processing what you're reading or hearing. For example, there, you know, I think what we know is here's what we know. We know that Josh Harris is interested and is and is involved in the bidding. We know that Tillman Fertitta is also interested and involved in the building bidding. Harris has already toured the facility. I'm not sure that Fertitta has. I do know that he's going if he hasn't, he's going to. However, there are two other groups that are going to tour that either have or will tour their facilities. We don't know who they are. They're not saying. That's why you need to be careful when, when people say These, this person is the favorite. These people are the favorites because there's people. there are people involved here that we don't know who they are. So be careful with what you process and the information that you're, that you're hearing. There, nobody really knows all that's going on. Even people that are higher ups with Washington, with the commanders, don't always don't know who, all, who else is involved. So just unless you're talking to Dan Snyder, you really don't know all the interested parties. And I heard last week that they had multiple bidders. Um, and again, I heard there's two that have toured and two more who will tour. And the one thing I know is that when billionaires want to keep things quiet, they do. And I'm going to remind you that when Dan Snyder hired Joe Gibbs, 
Nobody knew about it until the day it happened, until the day it was announced. When he went and got Ron Rivera, he was only dealing with Rivera for about a month before that information came out because they were close. They were pretty much at the end of that of their of the process. So it was an easy thing for it to then come out for them to want wanted to come out. But he kept both those things quiet. Those are both big hires. So just just keep that in mind when we get to the end here that it may be somebody that like, oh, who is that? Because I think, you know, that's just as likely as it is to be a Josh Harris. So again, just be careful. And it's funny because I had someone tell me the other day, it could be as simple as in a, in a few weeks. And this is just a scenario. I don't know that this will happen. But then in a few weeks, the Snyder just say, hey, we've sold it to this person. Boom, there it is. And then the owner discuss it at the, Mar at the March meetings. And then they tr they vote to approve sometime at the May meetings. It could unfold like that. But it could, again, just drop the news one day and people aren't going to know who it is or who who they saw or, or they didn't maybe wouldn't see it coming quite to that degree. So just keep that in mind, please, because I just think there's a lot of stuff that gets put out there that is just not inaccurate, but not all of the story. As far as Jeff Bezos goes, well, where is he in this? We've told you from the beginning, as many others have, it's an uphill battle for Bezos because there are certainly some hard feelings on the Snyder side toward Bezos. Does that mean he can't buy it? I don't know. I think we'd it'd be curious to see what kind of offer it would take from him. Would he be willing to way overspend for this team to that to pacify the Snyders or maybe change have them have him change their opinion of him? That makes sense. So would it would it take a half billion more? I don't know because if it's close, I can tell you, you ain't gonna get it. It just that's just basically the, the vibe, right? So if, if Josh Harris and, and Bezos make the same offers, your new owner is going to be Josh Harris. That's just, you know, the vibe that you're going to get. But we don't know everything all that yet, because what who knows what kind of discussions are going back and forth between whatever parties um, could be involved. And then what does, does the NFL get involved? What's that going to do? I think the one thing that some people know or fear is they they want this. The NFL wants this sale to go through. What they don't want is a protracted battle in court. If they try too hard, and you, this is Michael McCann and I get into this, if they try too hard to push Snyder or to force Snyder into a certain sale, they know that that could kind of unleash some, he might end up, he could end up unleashing some fury because that don't know. So I think the smart thing for the NFL is to let this unfold at his pace and his desire. So that's where, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But again, just be careful with what you're hearing or, or how you're processing what you're hearing. And just know you don't know all of it because nobody does, um, you know, and myself included. But I do know what I know and or what you hear. And again, two have toured, two more are going to tour. We don't know who two of those groups are. So we'll see. Billionaires keep things quiet. I also wonder how, you know, as far as like how this is going to affect the stadium when it could be built. We'll get into all that later. I do. My my sense would be that whoever comes in, the places that they're going to look to build would be RFK or or downtown um, FedEx, that site right now, or out in Loudoun County. I think those would be the three sites um, that that they would look at. Um, Period. So I think that's that's what that's what they'd be looking at because I think that's where they could max out their money. Um, so 
Anyway, that's it for me. So I told you there's a special offer, and I want to thank you guys for listening and helping this podcast grow. And it has grown during a turbulent period in this franchise's history. Since I started, this team, they start, they fired the, the first year I did this, they fired Jay Gruden. They had a horrible year. They, they, you know, they have all this controversy in the second year, name change, this thing, that thing, the other. And they they win the division, but they haven't had a winning season since I started this podcast. They've had one playoff season and they lost in the first round, but they really haven't done it. But everything else has been just a chaotic nightmare for the fan base. And yet you've tuned in, you've been loyal, you've helped it grow. So I want to thank you. And I'm going to make this offer to hopefully a few of you can take advantage. I've done this before. I'll probably do it again down the road. But as a thank you, I'm going to do a private Zoom session for four of you. So here's what you need to do. Tell me who your favorite Redskins player is, commanders, football team player, because I say Redskins because back in the day, obviously that's who they were. So just tell me who your favorite player is or was, and just kind of a brief line as to why. Because I say brief line because some of you are going to respond on Twitter and some of you will respond on YouTube. This comes out on YouTube after it comes out in, in podcast form. So the YouTubers, I'm going to take two of you and I'll take two people on Twitter, the first ones I see. And we'll go from there. We'll arrange a private Zoom session, 30 minutes. You can ask me whatever you want. And I'm happy to answer to the best of my ability. Um, by the way, I know one question is going to be, is he going to sell? Yes, he's going to sell. I don't think there, I think the only way that he wouldn't sell is if the owners really, 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 really tick him off or something happens in that regard. Otherwise, I do think I do believe based on everything I've heard that he will sell. Anyway, so there you go. That's your that's your job. Now you know. And I again, it's all because I appreciate you guys listening and helping me grow this, helping me and Bram grow this podcast. So that's it for me. Now, here's my conversation with Michael McCann. Michael, before we get started, I, I want to point out to people, and I've already said it in the intro, that they need to go check out your piece on Sportico because it lays out an interesting scenario for this entire sale with Dan Snyder because of all the stuff going on. Um, in general, and we'll get to some specifics in, specific in a minute, but when you saw the reporting this week by ESPN and then the Washington Post with the indemnification angle, what were your some of your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts were there's an effort, there, there, there's a concerted effort to leak damaging information about him, which to me suggests that there's a real desire to encourage him to sell the team, to move forward with the sale and to remove himself from the league's orbit. I think that that was the big piece of piece sort of takeaway that I took is that there's a concerted effort to remove him essentially. And the best way to remove him is, is for him to leave on his own rather than the other route, which is trying to force him to sell the team, which, which we can talk about it has all sorts of complications and, and probably won't be quick by any means. So yeah, I mean, it, it, by leaking information, it suggests that he's engaged in some sort of wrongdoing that he should sell the team. Uh, also, it's a mechanism to to sort of rebut his request that, that he that if it's true he wants an indemnity to to say that that's not customary for an owner to get even uh, Stan Kroenke a very influential right. owner didn't get that with the Rams so why would Snyder who who I think's tenure has been much less 
welcomed by the league and other owners get one. So, uh, but the big takeaway to me, John, was that that there's an effort afoot to really encourage him to get this sale done. And how do you see the danger in knowing, following this case for a long time, knowing what you do about Dan Snyder? Why do you think that is the angle they're taking? How afraid do you think they would be of a lawsuit? I think I think one is if it's true that he's declining certain bids because he doesn't like someone or doesn't like their publication, the, the, that's going to bother the league, right? Because the league wants the highest sale possible, highest sale value possible. That's going to have the most favorable effect for other owners in terms of their franchises. So I imagine that's a sore point for the league that, you know, again, re reports that certain bids are not being considered or at least not considered seriously because of who the bidders are. The, the other aspect of it, which you know, is to remove him is to do something the league hasn't done ever in, in in its more than 100 year existence to vote someone out, which requires three quarters of other teams owners. So you got to get 24 votes and there would be a quasi trial and there would surely be leaks from that. And a very plausible defense for Snyder would be, you want to get rid of me for this stuff. Well, that owner did that. And this other owner did that. And that's so basically arguing that there's two sets of rules, one for Dan Snyder, one for every other owner. And and we know whatever is presented in that presentation will be leaked. So it could be pretty damaging for other owners. Plus, John, there's the issue of precedent. Once yeah. you remove an owner, it could happen again. And 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 I'm not in any means defending Dan Snyder, but I doubt he's the only owner with problems in his in his ownership, in terms of employees, in terms of other aspects. Uh, you know, there's the old saying: people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Right. So, you know, you got you got to be careful if you're going to move to oust someone. And that's been a trouble spot all along for the league from the beginning of this because people had always asked do you think they would ever do this well the answer was no because of precedent and it does seem like there's been a shift but i would think there's still a fear by some over this with that indemnity clause what what would that what do you think that would cover and again you cover this in your sportical article but what do you think that would cover and and could that is that an all-encompassing thing like what can you walk us through what that exactly means yeah so it has so indemnity clauses really are worded they cover what they're worded and not anything more. So I imagine what he would want is for it to cover any civil liability, either in the form of a judgment or a settlement involving current or future lawsuits involving the team and or his ownership of the team. So that would include the lawsuit brought by the District of Columbia. Mm -hmm. That would include the sexual harassment litigation that would include other stuff that could come up. It wouldn't include anything criminal. So if there are charges, we know that the uh, prosecutor, federal prosecutor in Virginia, uh, you know, from what we understand, is exploring that. Uh, that would be a that wouldn't be covered by indemnity because it can't cover criminal uh, prosecutions. But it would cover, as he would have wanted, all civil litigation related to the sale of the team and all costs. So litigation costs, hiring lawyers. Now, if I'm the league, John, I'm going to say, look, Mr. Snyder, you're about to get billions of dollars in the sale of this team. How, this isn't going to cost that much. I mean, how bad is it that you really need indemnity, right? 
you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of money. To me, it would suggest that it would make me make me suspicious if I'm the league uh, that he wants that. It, it would make me think that maybe the liability is quite high, potential liability. And then you even said in your article, and this is the um, one scenario that nobody listening to this podcast wants, which is would it be easier for the league to keep him in place and to remove him given some of all the way this could go? Why do you say that? Yeah. And first of all, I mean, here's the other thing is I don't think that's going to happen, but you lay out the scenario as to why, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I know it's an un- it's definitely an unpopular view, and, and I, I suggest it because if there are criminal charges related to this loan that he got from Bank of America or related to the sharing of revenue with other teams, that if it's financial impropriety, anything along those lines, the league will be a witness at a minimum. League officials will be witnesses at a minimum. And having him as a former owner could make him less inclined to be cooperative with the league and and perhaps more inclined to direct blame onto others. If you're an owner, it's harder to do that. So keeping him in-house, in a sense, might be easier. And there's also the possibility that that there's litigation involving him, civil litigation, that just goes on for years, that he never really goes away, that there's a new owner, but Snyder remains part of the narrative and part of the litigation, a defendant. And it could be advantageous for the league for him not to be outside of the league because he's going to do whatever is in his own interest. He's no longer, he no longer would have fiduciary duties as an owner to the NFL. Yeah. I don't think this is going to happen like you said, but, but there's sort of, it's not implausible and it's not irrational. And if what, if what lies ahead legally is really bad, it might actually make sense. Could that also work to his advantage in terms of who he wants to sell to as well? I mean, could he use that in a way like what if he says, I don't want to sell to Bezos, I want to sell to Josh Harris or whomever. Could that also be the way that he gets him to go along with what he wants, do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's got leverage, right? So he is going to he could say, give me indemnity or give me, you know, give me some sort of assurances if you want me to sell to that person. Right. Or to consider that. Uh, and also his relationship with that person, I think, is going to be important. You know, this is if if he if usually when the owner sells the team, that person's gone, right? There's a new owner. The old owner pockets a lot of money and 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 life moves on merrily. But here, I don't think that's going to be the case. No, I think the team will be likely a party to litigation and, and maybe worse. So he needs to have a good relationship with the next person that owns the team. If he has some sort of adversarial relationship, he might worry that he's going to get thrown under the bus. You know, as somebody who covers this team, that's a scary thought to think that this could be tied up for a few more years in court. But I guess you're right. And I think I phrased it wrong. It could be if if the league says, we want you to sell to Bezos. He says, okay, well, here's the path to do it. Yeah. Give me this. And it could be the way that, because then there's obviously, obviously financial incentive for the owners to want that if, he indeed is the highest bidder and especially by a decent amount. That's right. Yeah. The league, the league definitely, I mean, I, obviously not every bidder is the same. I mean, if there are issues in their background or whatever, but assuming all of the bidders are qualified and the league is fine with any of them, they're going to want the bid most likely that has right. the most money. Now there are other considerations that, that we know that the league has pushed for more diversity among owners. So I imagine the ownership group would, would have, 
some sort of diversity as a part of it. Uh, that's something that I think the league would want. But I imagine anyone, uh, whether it's Bezos, Harris, or, or uh, you know anyone else who's a credible buyer, would want to put together a group that has some diversity. But you know that issue is sort of one issue. But then there's this other: is that person going to have a good relationship with Dan Snyder? Which right. is kind of an interesting thing because we don't really have that usually with ownership sales. No. No, we do not. And then also with the with Don Van Nata story and ESPN the, and talking about the $55 million um, uh, line of credit, what did you take from that one? Yeah, I mean, super interesting, right? Yeah. So, I mean, one is, I, I thought, why didn't Bank of America, why, why wouldn't Bank of America demanded that all of the authorization be in place before loaning the money? Because it sounds like, based on the story, Bank of America kept trying to get the that the board approved right. it right i mean that would suggest if, if it's so important why didn't they why didn't they need it before uh, i'm not i'm not dismissing it's right. important but it just struck me as it's interesting i mean i'm not a banker right. but you know uh as someone who as a homeowner and dealing with the bank you know like right. it, banks are pretty pretty meticulous about things so there's that piece to it there's the piece of the limited partners who were bought out they probably have no claim because my guess is when they got paid as part of the sale, they relinquish any potential claims against the team or against Snyder or against Goodell. So it might not be as impactful. Now, if federal investigators find it to be a sign of dishonest conduct, I mean, if there were false assurances made to the bank about whether approvals had been met, again, I have no idea if that's the case, but if, if that's if that is possible, then you could be looking at bank fraud as a possibility. So uh, again, I, I'm just speculating. I don't know right. if it's true. I mean, the fact that the bank kind of kept asking for something it suggested it never had it to me. So that would, you know, either that that means either the bank should have had it, should have made more of an effort to get it, or it's not that important. And what, but what, what could an investigation? I would, and you kind of touched a little bit on it. What could an investigation into that lead to? It could lead to, again, potentially a finding of criminal right. impropriety that that there was a false assurance made to the bank about the eligibility of a loan application, so that the the loan was extended as part of a fraud, uh, maybe even a conspiracy. Maybe there are multiple people involved with it. Maybe there's wire fraud. I'm sure there's if, if there's fraud, there's certainly wire fraud because it's all done electronically mm. and all done out of state. So. I mean, that would be sort of the worst case scenario of banking fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy. But I, again, we don't know if that. Right. It's, it's so it's so early to know that. But yeah, that. But but if if there's if there's any po real possibility of that, that goes back to the earlier point that we had that, you know, the league, he's not going away, Dan Snyder. Right. And if he's no longer an owner, I mean, he might be more inclined. I mean, just thinking rationally might be more inclined to direct blame off himself onto the league. Are, are you surprised at all that it's going to unfold this way? No. I mean, in a way, I mean, the bank stuff, I mean, that I, I didn't know any of that. Right? right. But it seems like every month there's a new controversy involving Snyder, involving the team. And, I mean, there's almost a fatigue factor because they're also kind of different. I mean, you have banking fraud, you have sexual harassment. There's like a lot of different right. pieces to this. And it doesn't seem like it's going to stop. Or there, there's also the plane, right? The plane gets the logo for 
right. four and a half a million. I mean, I mean, that, to me, that was a very intentional leak, right? Because that's a leak where it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we did due diligence on every team that we see stuff like that with other teams. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Okay. So, you know, part of this is there's a a clear focus on him and removing him. So we're getting this trickle effect of negative stories. But uh, I guess it's not surprising because he's been a problem for the league now for a number of years. And now that they see that he's open to a buyer, I'm sure they want him just to to finish this and, and, and sell and leave. Could he, and, and this may not, this may be more of a question that it might be harder for you to answer. Could he legally like say again, and there, the fixation is on Bezos. And I think, you know, Josh Harris has been and is an owner in the NBA and the NHL has more experience in that. I think he's someone who could be a is certainly a very qualified buyer, right? Or yep. potential owner, but the fo- focus is on Bezos because of the money, and you know that he can write a check right now. Could he leak? Is there a way that they could, you know, force him legally in any way? Can he just block it? Can he just yeah. if he? I I don't think there's any way he has to. He owns the team, right? So. He has to agree to a sit. The only way to do that, John, I think, would be to remove him, take possession of the team from Snyder, and then sell it to Bezos. That goes back to the problem of forcing out Snyder three-fourths. Plus, then Snyder sues, I'm guessing, under antitrust law. He's going to argue. He's going to seek a restraining order. He'll try to block the sale. It it all goes to court. So I, I, I think they need him. I don't. I don't think there's a way of of bypassing Snyder. So, and last thing then there is, there are bylaws in the NFL. Do you, do you know the, the bylaws and then the the steps to remove an owner? Yeah, there's a series of steps and it's in the league constitution. Right. Let's say in so many words, he has to be charged essentially with some sort of offense. And the league would have to say, you know, Mr. Snyder, you have committed these wrongs and they warrant expulsion then there would be an arbitration hearing, really like a trial. The NFL would hire lawyers to serve as sort of de facto prosecutors. And Snyder would have his own legal team. The jury would consist of other ownership groups. And Goodell would preside over it or have somebody else preside over it. And if he is removed, I think he'd have 120 days yeah. to sell. And then if they can't agree on a price, then it goes to arbitration. Uh, and then, but but before any of that happens, my guess is he would file, he would he would seek a restraining order, arguing that the league and its teams are in violation of antitrust law by trying to force him out in order to get their preferred buyer, that uh, he has lost control of the team, that this is anti-competitive because it undermines ownership interests, it hurts fans. He might argue that the league is interested in selling to the highest bidder rather than the best owner. I mean, he can come up with a bunch of arguments that uh, he would do. So, but again, I think as part of that process, John, you, that that trial, that quasi trial is where I would guess Snyder just says, hey, uh, how about that owner? How about that owner? Look what he did. Look what they did. I mean, and then, and then, and then that gets leaked and we have another news cycle of various controversies involving other teams. Um, and by the way, you just described why my summer might be really, really busy again. I, I apologize because <laughs> I didn't mean the last thing, but do you have, like, if you, this again, might be hard to ask for you. I know you're just trying, you know, analyzing legal aspects and all that, but could you look and say, you know, this is, these are all the scenarios, but this is how I think it's going to unfold. 
So if I had to guess, John, I think he sells the team and some of the, the sort of big headline dramatic stuff doesn't materialize. That's the most likely outcome. Right. The most likely outcome, I think, is actually the least interesting, which, <laughs> is, which is that he sells the team. And and some of there there is litigation, but you know, he's a he has he'll have the financial wherewithal to address it. Uh, that to me is still the most likely outcome that this is sort of this is the the storm before the calm if we want to do yeah. a turn on that phrase uh, that that would be my guess yeah and because it, it does feel like there's a lot of posturing a lot of agendas and a lot of things being played out to force something one way or another that's how it's always felt that's how and I always tell people to kind of keep your head in a swivel with this and process it rationally and just like understand what's what's still going on here they're up for sale they want to sell and so I think you know for people to keep in mind that's why I agree with you that's you know but there's all sorts of competing agendas and you know so you're going to see things that maybe aren't are half truths you know um but you know I think for everybody's sake a good clean sale would be great yeah and and I bet uh, just the skeptic in me would say I bet the, again other owners have done things we never hear about it because the league and other ownership groups have no incentive to spill the beans, right? right? Whereas here, they don't like him. And he's given them reason not to like him. Right. So I, I think we're getting a lot of this, this baggage coming out. The skeletons are coming out of the closet, all of that. When normally the pathway is let's have a nice, quiet sale and everyone's happy and there's a press conference. Uh, clearly, that's a di it's a different set of actors here. Yeah. Uh, lucky us. Michael, tell people where they can find your work. Uh, I write for Sportico, and that's probably the best place. And, and um, you know, I, I come on the show. So I, yeah, that's And follow one. you on Twitter. So, right. I mean, it's a great follow. Thing. Right. Yep. And a great follow because it's right now, it's very important to get your expertise. Thank you very much. You got it. Thanks for having me, John. Have a good one. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Michael for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another podcast. It'll come out Tuesday night and then on YouTube Wednesday morning with my pal Rick Snyder as we discuss the sale. Rick covered the sale when Dan Snyder bought it, so I felt that he, I, I think he's got an interesting perspective on how to read this stuff. And also we talk about what he kind of experienced going through it before with covering Dan Snyder, what he thought of him from the beginning, etc. All that. There you go. I'll talk to you next time.